0: Hello, my lovely listeners. I'm Dr. Mary Barson. And I'm Dr. Lucy Burns. Welcome to this episode of Real Health Health and Weight Loss. Today, my lovely listeners, we are myth-busting calorie counting, the backbone of the diet industry. I can't wait to chat with Mayors about this, and we're going to basically blow your minds on how we have been brainwashed into calorie counting.
1: So Lucy, would you say that weight loss is all about calorie restriction?
0: Absolutely not. And you know what? Like I've been pondering this and I think that part of the problem is that when we first started dieting, calories was all we knew. Like we didn't understand all these hormones that are at play and this blows my mind. Things like ghrelin, which we talk about quite a bit, ghrelin is our hunger hormone, it was only discovered in the 90s. Like seriously, I'd finished medical school. I was a doctor and then ghrelin was discovered. So there is a bit of me that feels some slight compassion for the early thoughts that calories were important, but I can tell you that should have gone out years ago, but we're still banging on about it. So, I guess the thing I often talk to people about: a calorie is a unit of energy. It's a unit of measurement, and it measures energy. So, much like a temperature um, uses, you know, degrees Celsius or Fahrenheit, we use calories or kilojoules to measure the energy. So, we, as humans, we require energy to function. Okay, just like a car requires petrol, we require energy or fuel. And we can then measure that fuel in these units of calories. And I can understand it seems so easy, didn't it? That, you know, if you basically put less fuel in than you put out, you would lose weight. Kind of seems simple. It does sound simple.
1: In my experience, though, biological systems like humans are rarely simple. So what is really going on? What do people actually need
0: to do if they want to lose body fat? Well, I love your phrase, Mares. that weight loss is chemistry, not maths. So it is. It's all about the hormones and not about the calories. So we have talked about the hormones, and our listeners can go back to our earlier episodes if they'd like to listen to more, if they haven't already. But I often describe, people say, and this is, I think, the problem with the calorie counting model is that it gives you a certain amount of calories, like money, to spend on the day and you can choose whatever it is that you want to spend this money on. So people think, right, well, I've got, you know, 2,000 calories or 1,500 calories or 1,200 calories or whatever, and they will spend it. And they might spend it on ice cream, and chocolate. In fact, you could spend 2,000 calories on ice cream and chocolate for the day. But the thing that happens is that that completely changes your hormone response compared to spending that 2,000 calories on something like meat, fish, dairy, for example. Now, there's a whole pile of things that go on and it, and it is complicated and there's this incredibly complicated drawing about how our metabolic system works it's not a simple in, out. It's an in, a whole pile of stuff goes on, and then an out. Now, the thing about the whole pile of stuff going on is that we can't actually control that. It's What I, I like to term it is it's what's going on under the hood. So you can't control what your hormones are doing simply by reducing your calories.
1: So, Lucy, you're saying calorie restriction isn't the answer, but look, I'm sure lots of other listeners have. If you go on Weight Watchers or Light and Easy and you eat a calorie restriction of 1,200 calories for two weeks, you will lose weight.
0: Yes, you're absolutely right. You will. But what happens, and particularly when you use a calorie restricted diet day in, day out, so particularly when you've said, you know, it's set at 1,200, then what happens is that our metabolic rate slows down now our metabolic rate is basically the functions of our body that again we don't have any control over you know it's things like how fast our heart beats how quickly our fingernails grow how cold we feel so our body temperature uh growth of hair those sorts of things that require energy require calories and i like to call them calories for free because basically you're just lying around while your heart beats and that takes energy So when you calorie restrict for a prolonged time, your body is clever and it goes, oh, my God, there's no food coming in. I'll slow down my basal metabolic rate. Now, there is studies on this. And sadly, the first study was actually done in the 60s. And it was almost like they ignored it. And I think partly because, again, it was complicated. We didn't understand. But I love talking about the Minnesota semi-starvation study. So, what they did is they took a bunch of men, about 36 of them, and it was meant to be after the war. They wanted to see what is the effect of semi starvation, so i.e., calorie restriction, on the human biology. So, these blokes, God bless them, signed up for this study and they reduced their calories. They, first of all, they did it like a control, they had them for 3,000 calories. And they did a bit of exercise and they maintained their weight for three months. Sounds pretty reasonable. Then they halved their calories to 1,500. Now, ladies, and I am using ladies because the ladies are usually the ones that have done Weight Watchers and gone on calorie-restricted diets their whole lives. 1,500 calories to me initially sounded like quite a lot because I'd done 1,200-calorie diets and 800 calorie diets and in fact there's quite a popular 800 calorie diet going around at the moment and so they put these blokes on for six months 1500 calories so yeah they lost weight they started losing weight and you know what happened they became hungry so hungry all they could do was talk about food they'd gather in groups and obsess about food they would talk about what restaurants they'd go to when this period had finished. They were reading recipes in cookbooks. These are books that never probably picked up a cookbook in their life. They were hoarding cooking implements. That was the psychology. Sounds a lot like diet psychology to me. But physiologically, they became cold, they became tired, they were wearing jumpers in summer, their hair was falling out, and their heart rate, they measured, their heart rate was slowing. You know, instead of 72 beats a minute, it was then, you know, initially down to 60, some of them down to 40 beats a minute as their basal metabolic rate slowed. So, yes, they are lost weight. But then after that six-month period, they said to them, all right, back to your 3,000 calories a day, you know, let's see if you can maintain this weight loss. Well, of course they didn't. they put back on their weight. they put it all back on and then more. So they followed them for up to 12 months. These blokes were still putting on weight. It took that long, sometimes longer, for their basal metabolic rate to repair. So the thing is, this is yo-yo dieting. This is what dieting industry relies on. Yo-yo dieting
1: is something I think most of our listeners could relate to.
0: So if not calorie restriction, then what? Well, it's super interesting because obviously we've talked a lot about the woodshed and how, you know, a lot of us have a woodshed. So woodshed is my euphemism for your storage of fat, your stored fat, particularly abdominal fat. So You know, a lot of us have stored fat. In fact, if you look at the stats, up to 80% in certain age ranges have stored fat into the overweight and obese range. So it's a problem. So we're wanting to obviously open the shed and reduce that. Now, the only way to open your woodshed is to reduce your circulating insulin or to have your body's become more sensitive to insulin. So it's all about the insulin. It all comes back to insulin. At the end of the day, no matter what, it all comes back to insulin. So we need to find effective ways to reduce insulin long-term. And what does it feel like if
1: you say you went on a low-carb real food diet and you, to
0: reduce your insulin, how would people expect to feel? Well, the first thing that happens, I mean, look, initially for some people who are really carbohydrate dependent, they can feel like carb withdrawal, sugar withdrawal. It's, you know, sugar's a drug. Um, So it can feel really uncomfortable at first, but that doesn't take long. And as long as you have plenty of fluid and some salt and electrolytes, maybe some magnesium, you will get through that period. And then what you find, like this is like the miracle, is that you're not as hungry. So carbs are a crazy thing. They make you hungry. You need a lot to be full and they make you hungry. It's kind of crazy. So the first thing that people come in, they cannot believe that for the first time in their life, some of these people are 50, 60, 70 years old, and for the first time in their life, they're not hungry. So I think, I mean, we talk a lot about fat and protein. Fat in particular won't put your insulin up. Protein will put it up a little bit, but nothing like a carb. Nothing. Fat and protein together are so satiating. Satiating is our favourite word, Mares, isn't it? It's an excellent word. What does satiating mean? Well, it's, it means fullness. And again, it's funny. It's not a word we use a lot anymore. I don't know why, because probably none of us are full. But satiety. So if you're, if a food has a high satiety, it means it fills you up. And I've got this lovely kind of um, thing I like to talk with my patients about comparing Tim Tams to eggs. So um, I did some research and nine Tim Tams has the same number of calories as 12 eggs. Okay, so this is a back to, I guess, dispelling that calorie myth. So nine, nine Tim Tams, look, I don't know about you, but I can eat nine Tim Tams without much trouble. I could do it. Yeah, I think most people can. In fact, my trouble would be stopping because there's actually 11 in a pack. So as if I'm going to leave two. (laughs) But 12 eggs, there is no way in hell's name that I could eat 12 eggs. So I'd get to about four and that'd do, that'd do. Maybe if I was, you know, being competitive, I could wolf in six, but that's it. And then I would be full for the entire day because fat and protein in eggs is so satiating, so satisfying. So the Tim Tams, the nine Tim Tams, has some enormous amount of carbs, like 75, I can't remember the number off the top of my head, but you can imagine what is that doing to your insulin. Whereas the 12 eggs, I don't know, it's got like five carbs. So no, you know, a very minimal insulin response. So the woodshed remains open. The Tim Tams, shut your shed. So not only do they not fill you up, they make you hungry and they shut your shed. It's like a triple whammy. So I think, I mean, that is probably one of the biggest bonuses of a low-carbohydrate lifestyle. And when we use the term diet around like low-carb diet, we're not talking diet like the diet industry. I think it's really important to establish that word. The word diet is tricky Because people can talk about a vegetarian diet, for example, you know, these people have a vegetarian diet. They're not on a diet, that's their lifestyle. And so, same, I say to people, I I have a low carbohydrate diet, but I'm not on a low carb diet, it's my lifestyle. I think it's really important to understand that we have been sold a myth about calories, that they promise you and they will give you short term weight loss. There is no doubt about that. I'm not going to dispute that fact. But your basal metabolic rate will slow and you will then put it back on. That fact is indisputable. So at Real Life Medicine, we really, really want you to have long term weight loss. We don't want you to yo-yo. It's demoralizing it plays with your head and with a low carbohydrate real food lifestyle you can lose weight without hunger like that in itself feels like a miracle to me i I can't believe that Um, but it's true and i often say to mares i can't believe that i was able to lose 25 kilos by eating bacon and eggs it's incredible it is indeed So, my lovely listeners, that ends this episode of Real Health and Weight Loss. I'm Dr. Lucy Burns. And
1: I'm Dr. Mary Barson. We're from Real Life Medicine. To contact us, please visit rlmedicine.com.
0: And until next time, thanks Thanks for for listening. listening.